We go, we go through stuff. We go through people letting us down. We go through all kinds of things. If you're a parent, you go through stuff all the time with your kids. If you're a kid, you go through stuff all the time with your parents. We lose our loved ones. But we need to know that when you have Jesus Christ in your life, you're strong, you're surrounded, and you're satisfied. You should have all three of those elements in your life. You should know that you're strong, you're surrounded, and you should be satisfied. Amen? Sometimes in life, we go through things. Young people dying, financial troubles, sickness, lose our dog. We go, we go through stuff. We go through people letting us down. We go through all kinds of things. If you're a parent, you go through stuff all the time with your kids. If you're a kid, you go through stuff all the time with your parents. We lose our loved ones. But we need to know that when you have Jesus Christ in your life, you're strong, you're surrounded, and you're satisfied. You should have all three of those elements in your life. You should know that you're strong, you're surrounded, and you should be satisfied. Amen? But Joshua chapter 1, verse 5 through 7. Joshua chapter 1, verse 5 through 7, the book of Yeshua. If, if remember, Joshua is Yeshua, which is the, the name for Jesus. And we stand when we open up the word. And the word of the Lord reads. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give to them. Only be strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou may prosperous with it whithsoever thou goest. The word of the Lord. You may be seated. You'll be like, but this is Joshua talking, I mean, this is God talking to Joshua about Moses. But then remember, it says, as I, it, it told me, it says, as I was with Paul and as I was with Moses, so I shall be with you. See, if you're a believer in Jesus, you have all the promises of the Old Testament too. You're not just stuck to New Testament promises. 
So God is telling each and every one of us to be strong and courageous. He says that I will not, I will be with thee, I will not fail thee, and I will not forsake thee. See, God is always with us. God will never fail us. And God will never forsake us. That means to leave us. So in all that, we should know that we are strong. I can be strong and courageous. Courageous means to have no fear. To be able to face a trouble or a problem without fear. Be strong. Sometimes it's not easy to face the things that we have to face. We need to be strong. We need to have courageous. We have to have no fear. But see, in the natural, in us, ourselves, that may not be easy. But if we know that the Lord is with us, and he's not going to fail us, and he's not going to leave us, then we know that we're strong in him. Because remember that there's one scripture we can say every week as an edifying is greater as he that is in me than he that is in the world. So you know that if you've got Jesus on the inside of you, you are stronger than anything that that devil tries to bring against you. Anything. Any disease, any doctor's report, any hurt feelings, any offense, anything. You should be strong to be able against it. Submit thyselves unto God and resist the devil and he shall flee from you. See, if you're submitted to God, you're submitted to the strength that he has, and you can stand up against anything that comes your way because you're strong in him. But the problem is we listen to the devil's voice too much. Oh, you're, 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 you're just, you, you need, you're sick. You need to run to the doctor. Go to the, you, go to the ER. You got insurance. Go. Go, go to the doctor. Oh, and listen to everything they say. Yeah, your Bible says this, but that doesn't always apply. It's funny, when you go to the doctor, I had somebody tell them, oh, I think it was Maddie. She was saying how the doctor got angry with her the more she told him that my church is praying and I'm praying. He was doing procedures on her, and she was laughing in the Holy Ghost, and she was, he was getting the, and the, and the, the, the nurse was going, he, going, he goes, what's, what's she doing? The nurse goes, oh, that's the Holy Laugh. Because what do you mean? He goes, that's the, that's the Holy Spirit laugh that people get. And he's like, oh, and, and he got more and more angry with her and more demeaning towards her. As, as she was getting better, he was getting angry because she was giving credit to God. And then, and then they, they did one procedure, and they, then they went back to do another procedure. And what was there the first time wasn't there to, when they went back to look again. And he got mad when she gave glory to God. See, but you got to be strong and know that if I'm praying and I'm believing, then my God is going to do it. The same thing with someone I was talking to in Tennessee. When uh, uh, the pastor was saying that the doctors were getting mad at people that are getting healed because they're going in saying, hey, they prayed for me. I'm better. They're like, oh, no, you're not better. You're not better. You just think you're better. Because medical science doesn't want to believe in Jesus that we know. The devil wants you blinded that you're not able to stand against what he has against you. Remember, his, his job is to destroy you, to seek, to kill, and to destroy. That's his job. And he wants to do that to each and every one of you. Even if you go to heaven, he wants to kill you because you're going to heaven. He doesn't love you. He doesn't like you. Notice it says that the, 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 according to the law, well, the Bible is our law. 
And he says, not to depart from it from the left or to the right. In other words, we got to keep looking straight forward. Where's my destiny? Remember, my, my wife was saying that good decisions choose your destiny. Well, so do bad decisions. You make bad decisions, you're going in another destiny. And that's not the destiny that God had for you. So if you're not staying strong and courageous, you may fall victim to some ideas and some thought patterns that will have you make bad decisions and you go down for a different part of your destiny. But the good news is, no matter how far you get out of the destiny that God has, God is always there saying, I am with you, I won't fail you, and I'll never forsake you. Come on, give God praise. Say, I am strong. Say, I am strong in Jesus. Hallelujah. You see, you have to understand that. You're strong in him, not in your own strength. When we try to fight things in our own strength, we always lose. You see, you have to know that you're, you, can't, you can't do things on your own willpower. The willpower that you have is his will for your life and standing strong in his purpose that he has for you, but even stronger in the strength of knowing that he will not forsake you, he will not leave you, and he will not fail you. Come on, give the Lord hand clap of praise. Now we'll move on to the next point so we can move all expediently along, praise God. Now this song, since like Wednesday has been just on autoplay, not even the whole song, just this part. Tia, go ahead and play this. Turn it up. Sometimes we feel like we're surrounded. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded. Depression surrounds you. Anxiety surrounds you. Cancer surrounds you. Negative opinions and judgment surrounds you. But you're surrounded by God. Your God surrounds the things surrounding you. It looks like that devil wants you thinking that you're surrounded. But I'm here to tell you today that you're surrounded by the angels of God and the presence of God. Come on, give a praise. Hallelujah. And I got scripture to back that up. Turn with me to 2 Kings 6, verse 16 and 17. Here you find the story of Elisha. And they find themselves in a situation where they're surrounded by their enemy. 2 Kings 6, verse 16 and 17. And here Elisha says, and he answered, because the servant comes back and he's like, hey, my Lord, what are we going to do? We are surrounded by a powerful army. Men are always saying, man, it's over. What are we going to do? Oh, my God, they're going to get us. You ever feel like that in your life? Oh, my God, it's coming for me. Oh, oh, my God, I can't take this. 
oh, 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 I'm, oh, I'm so sad, I'm so whatever, or, or I'm broke, or whatever the situation, I'm so sick, whatever it is, it starts to surround you and consume you, and you start believing that that's how the situation is. Well, you need to know, like Elisha told his servant, he said, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that are with them. See, because remember this principle. When the devil was, see, our God, see, the devil didn't just give a two-week notice from heaven, his position in heaven, and say, you know what, Lord, I am not happy with your benefit package. I'm not happy with the things you have going on in heaven here, so here's my two-week notice. I am going to go start my own business down on the earth. That's not how it happened. God said, hey, wait a minute. You're not a satisfactory employee. You're filled with pride. Boom, get out of my kingdom. Well, the devil had one-third of the population that was on his side kind of like every church split <laughs> and, and poof, kicks him out he takes a third of his angels with him that still leaves two-thirds of the kingdom of god last time i checked two-thirds was bigger than one-third it's double the size gotta remember that and he said open their eyes and elisha prayed and said lord i pray thee open his eyes that he may see and the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. The heavenly host, angels and chariots of fire, surrounded the enemy that was surrounding Elisha and his people. The same God surrounds you. No matter where you go, no matter what you're doing, you can't get away from the presence of God. The presence of God is everywhere. He's omnipresent. Now, we can be out of his presence. His presence is there, but we may not be sensitive to it because of the way we're living or the way we're thinking. But he's not, he, he's not there because you find in Psalm 139 verse 1, it says, Oh, Lord, thou hast searched me and know me. Trust me, the Lord is continually searching you and he continually knows you. God never gives up. Remember, we just established in the first part of this sermon that he shall never leave you, forsake you. He's always with you and he won't fail you. So part of his way of not failing you is to search you and to know you. He wants to know you. How many people have somebody in your life that you care about and you want to do the best things you can for them? The only way you can do that is to know them and to search their interests. Psalm 139 verse 2 says, Thou knowest my down-sitting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. That says, in other words, when I'm sitting down, Lord, you know me. When I get up, Lord, you know me. And you understand even my far-off thoughts. He knows everything about each and every one of us. He says, Thou compass my path and my laying down and are acquainted with all my ways. God is acquainted with everything you do. All your ways is not just the things you do. It's the things you desire. It's the things you ask for. It's the things you press forward toward. God is acquainted with everything that, is, that has to deal with you. He says, for there is not a word in my tongue, but, O Lord, thou knowest it all together. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thy. Sometimes God will put his hand on you 
to keep you from going into trouble. Sometimes he'll put his hand on you because you're in trouble. Sometimes he'll go before you to lead the way. And other times he says he'll get behind you to push you forward into the direction you're supposed to be going. See, because remember, he's searching you. And he knows what the will he has. For I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and to harm you. And not to give and to give you hope and a good future. See, all that stuff still applies. As he's searching you, he knows what to do for you and for what you want to do and what he needs you to do. And then he says, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I go from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost part of the sea, even there shall your hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. Par paraphrased, all wrapped up into a nutshell, God is everywhere. God is with you no matter where you go, no matter what's going on. He is with you, so you're surrounded by the presence of God. Come on, give him praise. You're like, but, but pastor... I'm just at my job. God is there. This is if you're at the uttermost parts of the earth, if you should take the wings of the sun, come on, he's there with you at your job, surrounding you. Even if everybody else on your job hates you, you're surrounded by God in his presence. And you should be able to be strong and courageous and make it through it. He's with you. So you're strong and you're surrounded. But you should also be satisfied. That is one of the biggest weapons, fiery darts the devil shoots at believers. Satisfaction. Well, yeah, I'm good, but I'm not satisfied. Well, thank you, Lord, for what you gave me, but I still want more. Well, God, I thank you for this and that, but, you know, it's not really what I wanted, but I take it. But the most important thing he gave to satisfy us is his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit should be our comfort. should be the one that we curl up next to. Let him, feel your, let him give you the comfort that you need. It's amazing that Jesus used the word comforter and then years later that was the name given for them big thick blankets that make you feel safe. A comforter. Like my brother's wife's shoulder right now. He's got his head on her shoulder because comfort. We should be able to lay our heads on Jesus like that. No matter, no matter, no matter where we are, no matter what we're going through, he sh the Holy Spirit is our comforter. In John 14, 26, he says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whichsoever have I said unto you. Peace I leave with you. Peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let your heart not be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So Jesus is saying, 
Not only should you be strong and know you're surrounded, you should not be afraid or let your heart be troubled because the Spirit of God, the comfort that I send to you, is with you. I'm not, he's telling now, he's talking to the disciples who were there with him at that moment. And I'm t- I bet you they felt very comfortable walking around town with Jesus. You walk with you, man. Hey, man, don't mess with us, man. He, he opened the blind. He'll cast that devil right out of you because that's Jesus. Don't mess with my, don't mess with my Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, take care of it, man. Jesus, will, man, Je- hey, I'll cut your ear off and Jesus put it back on. That's how bad my Jesus is. And he walking, they walking with Jesus. Jesus part of everyday life. They be walking like, yeah. First, that's the first gang. The Jesus crew. Right? You be walking through the streets of Jerusalem with Jesus. Hey, what, what, what can they do? They just seen him raise Lazarus from the dead. Bartimaeus, his eyes open. Demons are asking him, say, what are you going to He goes to a man who's demon possessed. And they say, what are you going to do with us, Jesus? Demons speak to them. They know who he is. So what's anybody going to do against them? All they got to get this big brother Jesus to step in the middle of it. They good. But now Jesus is gone and saying, listen, man, I got to go. But don't worry. And that word comforter is a parakletos in the Greek, which means one the same as I. In other words, he's saying, don't fear. I'm leaving but I'm sending somebody back. My father's going to send one back in my place to be your comforter. And he's going to show you all things. And, and now remember, he's actually talking to the people that were there, but it does come to talk to us. He's telling them, don't you worry. All the things that I've done and seen and spoken to you, he will bring it to your remembrance. How do you think Peter was able to do some of the miracles that Peter was able to do? Because he was remembering what Jesus told him. Silver and gold have I not, but rise in the name of Jesus Christ. And that speaks to you too. So you should be satisfied in knowing that you got the presence of God. When we get depressed or anxious or lonely or sad or sick, we should be able to be like, whew, I know what I'm feeling, but Holy Ghost, I need some of that comfort right now. Like that song that Miss Charlotte used to love. Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me in your arms. Sometimes you've got to just say, Jesus, Holy Spirit, wrap me in your arms. I need to feel your comfort right now. For men and for women. It's okay to let Jesus wrap his arms around you, praise God. Us men, I need to tell you, Jesus needs to be your first love. You know, in Tennessee, I made a comment, and I'm going to include faith today, because faith said, how come you didn't include me? But I said that I, there's only one, there's one person I do love more than my wife and my daughter, and his name is Jesus. And my wife is fine and okay with me loving Jesus more than I love her. Because she knows if I love Jesus more than I love her, that I'm going to do right by her. She would much rather me love Jesus more than she'd get mad at me and would probably give me some big long sermon at home if I loved her more than Jesus. She'd be on my case. Jesus has to be our first love. Women, you too. 
not just the men. You women, you need to love Jesus more than you love your husband. Jesus needs to be your first love. And no, that's not cheating on your man. And that's not cheating on your woman if you love Jesus more. Don't let the devil say, how can you love someone that, no, that that's the one God gave you? You got no, because then that becomes an idol. Anything you put before God will be brought down. And you don't want your husband or spouse brought down. So you want to keep them elevated by putting Jesus first. So you be comforted in knowing that peace I leave with you, peace I give unto you, and it's not as the world gives. Anything that Jesus gives you is not as the world gives. Man gives you medicine for healing. Jesus just touches you and says it was my blood. Doctors give you prescriptions. Well, here's a prescription for you. Jesus in the morning, Jesus in the noontime, Jesus when the sun goes down. Pretty good prescription right there. Love them in the morning. Love them in the noontime. Love them when the sun goes down. Good God Almighty, I hope you'll find me. Praising your name at the top. Because I know where I be without your mercy. So I keep praising your name at the top of my lungs. Tell me, is he good? Tell me, is he God? He is good God Almighty. Now say it, repeat it like you mean it. Tell me, is he good? Tell me, is he God? He is good God Almighty. Now. Do you feel that sense of satisfaction you have right now? Do you feel that on the inside? How satisfied you feel knowing that he is good, he is God, he is good God Almighty. No matter what trouble you go through, no matter what problem you go through, you should be able to say, he is good God Almighty. He, I'm strong in him. He surrounds me and I'm satisfied. Come on, give him praise. Hallelujah. And this is it. I'm closing. The landing gear is down, and we are circling the runway. John 16, 17. He told him, he said, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, that it's expedient for you that I go away. For if I not go away, the comforter will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Psalm 1709. 1 7 verse 9 says, He satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. He satisfies the longing. Longing means to want something. Longing means to feel like you need something. Longing means to feel like something is missing. He satisfies that longing and he fills the hungry soul with goodness. Romans 15, 13 says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. And the last one, Isaiah 41, 17 and 18. When the poor and needy seek water, and there is none, and their tongue faileth for thirst, I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will open rivers in high places and fountains in the midst of the valleys and I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry lands springs 
of water. So when you feel poor, and not meaning financially poor, poor means broken. When you feel broken and needy, you should know that the Lord will heal your prayer. The Lord will not forsake you, and he will bring water into the middle of your desert. He will give you the strength to make it through. He reminds you that he surrounds you, and he'll fill you with the satisfaction of his Holy Spirit if you cry out to him. So remember, if you're a believer in Christ, you are strong, you are surrounded, and you should be satisfied. Say it. Say, I am strong, I am surrounded, and I'm satisfied. Say, I am strong, I'm surrounded, and I am satisfied. Come on, get the Lord here, clap a praise in the house of God. You know, and because when you talk to people, especially non-believers, you see how much power the world has over them. I mean, even with the, the whole COVID thing, and I don't have anything against people where, 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 you know, different things. But some, the media has some people literally with the financial stuff that's going on, all the different things in the, in the world that are going on. There are actually people that are scared stiff right now. The stock market, oil. I mean, praise God, my cat's now praying. Because there's no cat food in the store. There, I, there's no, I go to the store for cat food. There's no cat food on the shelf. My cat is on her face praying now. Like, Lord, please, please bring me some food. <laughs> Not really. She's just hiding from me when she's doing that. But I mean, it's, it's crazy.